This is Ben from Goat Whore. This is Morgan Weller from Lestravi. This is Scott from Forecast. This is Nora from Battle Beast. This is Eric A.K. from Flotsam and Jetsam. You are listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Hey metal fans, the podcast returns with another metal artist interview. Today I'm joined by Bellin and Mars of Ritual Moon. Thank you so much for coming on the Great Metal Debate. Thank Thanks you for having us. Excited for this. Before we talk to you both about the band and album, which I'm very excited to do, tell us a little about your respective backgrounds. Did you each grow up in musical homes? Mars, uh, I grew up actually playing guitar in church, so that's kind of my intro to to music. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You want to say more about that? That's, uh, that sounds like there's some stories behind that. How old were you? Uh, I started when I was about 12, so... There was really, like, no other – my mom would always take me to church, and there wasn't really any other programs I was interested in. But guitar was something that I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I'll, I'll give it a shot. So that's kind of, like, my step into just playing music. But, uh, yeah, that was when uh, – yeah, I started that when I was 12. And, Bellin, how about you? For myself, I started probably around the same age, uh, but I picked up the guitar for a school band in middle school. And that's how I started playing the guitar. But I was always on and off. I didn't really take it serious until in high school. Um, I My senior year, I, jo- I joined a punk band um, bass. And so that really just got me going into playing live and playing with a group of chicks. And it's I literally have not dropped it since. So I've... Yeah, that's basically what did it for me, is joining a band in high school. From those humble beginnings, how did the idea, the concept for the band that became Ritual Moon arise? Well, we were actually previously in another band, uh, myself and Mars. Um, We were playing heavy metal in another band, and... While we were we were just hang out and you know have a couple beers and smoke, <laughs> while we were waiting while we were waiting for the other band to show up. And sometimes you know they wouldn't even fucking come. So or you know even even afterwards you know after we were done with that band we would still hang out and just you know just fuck around and so we were just messing around at first and um, since that was a heavy metal band I personally I love like heavier shit like I fucking love black metal and thrash and and death metal. I fucking love death metal. So, you know, I always just kind of wanted to fuck around on guitar on that. And in my other band, I was doing um, bass. So I just picked up the guitar and we were messing around. And, you know, she was already on drums. So we, yeah, that's how we started. And then we actually started, you know, kind of building songs. And we said, well, fuck it. We're a jam band. But then eventually it kind of just turned into you know, like a real band, and and we started jamming, like, in late 2018, and then we probably officially called it, like, you know, we gave it a band name and all that, and right after, like, you know, 
between the end of 2018, early 2019. So we've we've had a short run. Yeah, but Len's the one that came up with the band name. I remember we were in my garage, and one day you were just like, I like the name Ritual Moon. And I was like, oh, all right, yeah, Yeah. that sounds dope. Like, I'm with it, okay. (laughs) So, yeah, but Len just came came up with that idea. Yeah, so it's – and I looked into it. I didn't really find anything already taken. And, you know, sometimes a lot of fucking band names are already taken unless you're, like, super unique, but – I think I got a little lucky with this one. <laughs> You're entirely right. I, it's amazing how many well-known bands, I'll check Metal Archives, there's 20 bands with that name. But Ritual Dude, Moon, yes. very unique. Fucking yeah. You're right. Like, if you're going to look up the word abhorrence, like, there's, like, fucking 30 <laughs> fucking bands with the name abhorrence. Like, you know, some shit. So, yeah. So you said listening to black metal and and death metal, but I'm curious, what bands were you listening to about that time and what styles most influenced the sound that you were trying to achieve when you were thinking about Ritual Moon? Well, I think, I mean, some bands that I can think of right off the bat are like um, Stargeist. I was listening to a lot of Stargeist at that time and um, Satanic Warmaster, Sepultura, Motorhead is always a fucking, you know, that's always getting played. Um, yeah, those are the ones. And, um, I, I fucking love a local band that's from here. Uh, they're called Witch Haven. You might have heard of them if not, but I fucking love them. They're Black Thrash. I've always listened to them. They've always been part of my playlist. Um, yeah, that's all I can really think of right now. I'm sure there were more, but those are the ones that really pop out at the moment. No, those are awesome. I, I love. I have heard of Witch Haven, and of course, Sepultura. I can remember back in the '90s, dating myself, me and some buddies going to a show in Cincinnati, seeing those guys play, and just being blown away. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a good thing you cut the early version. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that was amazing, man. Absolutely. Amazing. Uh, no, I mean they're still good. I think I, I saw them um, on the Brothers uh, Project. For the what the fuck is it called? The Cavalera Project or yes. something? Oh, yeah. I think so. Uh huh. Um, I saw them do that, and that was super fucking cool. And you know, they still have their their roots sound in there, like the you know the first their early sound um, in that project. So that was cool seeing them live. But. And so, when did the band play its first live show? Uh, that was in March of 2019. For Mars's boyfriend's uh, birthday, <laughs> we played at some fucking dive bar here local to us in LA County, and uh, like a saloon. Oh, um, Silver Dollar Saloon. Silver Dollar Saloon, and we were the first band. Our other heavy metal band was also playing. I think right after we probably yeah. played right after our set, but fuck, dude. Back then it was just me and her, me and Mars. Now we're a three piece with Rachel. Um, but <laughs> I thought we sucked. <laughs> I thought we sucked, dude. We fucking sucked, but we fucking sold a shitload of our demos. Yeah, I thought we sucked, and people were coming up to us like, "Let me get a demo." Yeah, cool. <laughs> we're like, I was what? so fucking surprised, dude. Cause like, okay, you know, we we did our best, obviously, but. We were nervous because it was like, you know, it's a new fucking band and shit. And, there was and only two of us, you know. Only two like, of us, too, yeah. Whereas, you know, when there's more people, you kind of have 
more to look at and there's more going on and shit. And, and on top of that, I mean, honestly, this is my first fucking band being on guitar and vocals. So I've improved a lot, I can say. So back then I was, you could tell I was fucking struggling <laughs> on, you know, playing my shit and singing at the same time. <laughs> But we still did it, no yeah. fun, you know. Yeah. We were having fun, and we kept going. So, well, I, so I, that's interesting. I want to ask you about talking about how it was just you and Mars at that point. You've added Rachel to be a trio, and I'm actually intrigued when I go to live shows and see a trio, which is kind of rare. And I would contrast that approach to bands that I love, like Elvete or Mayan. They've got eight or ten people on stage, you know, multiple vocalists all sorts of musicians. I'm curious, from the point of view of playing as a trio, what are the advantages and challenges when you have minimalist lineup like that that just has enough members to play a song live? Well, the first challenge right off the bat was, um, you know, the, the lack of the bass. Um, and being, you know, we were really uh like raw sounding um and so it it naturally was okay in that sense you know um not having any bass but we did want to fill out the sound and obviously we didn't have it back then um and so that's why eventually we ended up um recruiting rachel to be our bassist but not only that um visually like i mentioned earlier is you know, if I'm stuck at the mic and I'm playing guitar, because I fucking love to move around, you know, if I have a chance, I will fucking, like, get in, get in my fucking mode, you know, and, and feel it, and I try to move around and shit and have fun with it, but it's kind of hard for me to do that if I'm stuck at the mic, you know, and just being a two-piece, um, at least with Rachel, she kind of helps me with backup now, and as the songs progressed, you know, we were, were able to do that and just kind of visually be more a little active. Um, but there are plus pluses to being a yeah. minimalist band. You don't honestly. have to you don't have to wait yeah. for other people to show up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you don't have to fucking wait. Uh, the decisions are made fucking easily instead yeah. of being a goddamn fucking democracy. You know. <laughs> um, and I like to say we kind of do think alike on a lot of the things, so it's a pretty easy go- it's pretty easy going for us. But you know, it's it's very enjoyable being a minimalist, and in, and also equipment wise, carrying our shit around is a lot fucking easier. You know, um, there's been times where it's just me and her, and we just pack the fuck out of my my car, and we're we're good. Mm-hmm. That's how we used to get to our shows when there was a two piece, and so yeah, there's definitely. Um, you know, I think uh, more benefits for us in our eyes of being a minimalist group. It um, sounds like those experiences that you had in your earlier bands really influenced where you wanted to go and how you wanted to develop what became Ritual Moon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you fucking said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how can you say uh, lessons learned? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, no, I mean, you know, we, we learned there was obviously, like, good and bad experiences, but um, it definitely helped us know which direction we want to take. Um, you know, it just kind of solidified a lot of things for us. And, yeah, I mean, for for one thing, it is a heavier music than the last band, but I think that we kind of just naturally were more inclined to do that because 
we did want to do something different anyway, you know, and we weren't going to have a chance to do that in a heavy metal band. So I do want to dive in and talk about this new album, Ritual Moon One, released just this month. First, how pleased are you with the initial response from fans and critics? Oh, it's great. We're getting so much love. We almost got cleaned out of merch the first day that it was released. We're getting a lot of positive feedback, and we're loving it. It's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, you know, I was kind of just talking to, I forgot who the fuck I was talking to, the day before we released it, and I was just saying, like, I don't know how I feel. Like, I'm excited, obviously, but I, I didn't know what to expect, you know? And honestly, I'm taken aback by the response, and and I kind of felt like maybe it would just be any other day. And, you know, I'm very humbled, very, very humbled by the attention we've been getting, and, and I'm fucking grateful because, honestly, you know, even for you hitting us up to do this because, you know, shit, it's just things that we wouldn't have imagined, and it's not... It's not like, oh, we're drowning in fucking money and shit, and, you know, because we're not. But it's it's fucking amazing to see the amount of support that we're getting just from releasing our first album, you know. And we, we're super fucking excited to put it out there, and it's just really cool to see all the positivity. And we have gotten a, a few minor, you know, negative responses, not directly to us. You know, like, people have actually haven't fucking given us directly, like, anything negative about it, surprisingly. Um, but it's the internet, you know. Yeah, the internet. I just saw some shit on there, which I'm cool with. You know, I don't even care about it. But And actually, I appreciate the negative reviews, too, because, you know, you need, you need both, I think, in order to find some room. There's always room for improvement, you know, so... Well, plus, and you put yourself out there, you're, you have to expect that there will be people who just don't get what you're trying to accomplish and, and, and don't resonate with your music, even though it's exactly what you want to accomplish. Exactly, yeah. And we're not going to be everyone's fucking cup of tea, if you want to call it that. So, I mean, you know, it, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, in normal times, non-COVID times, a band, even mm-hmm. an indie band, would have an opportunity to have, like, a big release show and and have some exciting things around it. I think it's awesome that you guys had a good response, given that you didn't have those opportunities. Dude, yeah, and, you know, that's another thing. That's, I guess maybe that's kind of why I wasn't sure what to expect. And um, the cool fucking thing is, you know, we said, oh, midnight it's going to be released, music and merch, and we literally had sales at fucking, like, 1201. You know, and yeah. that was fucking badass that, to see. That's thanks to the internet, man. The internet did its job on that one. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. Without without the internet, I don't know how we would have been able to get that many eyes on this release and get that many people knowing, you know, what's going on with us. Yeah. That's that's one big thing. And, I mean, I wish we, we, we would have had the chance to uh, have a release show and... We were actually talking to a promoter, uh, Chris Hayward. He wanted to have a, a release show for us because he was in the loop of when we were going to, you know, release the album. So on this album, a number of the tracks were previously released. Did you do much reworking for the full-length album, or did you did you want to stick pretty closely to the original versions of those? 
Um, in terms of like uh, the song versions or yes. the mixing versions? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the song versions, at least the ones that, you know, the demo tracks that we had, um, we did some minor additions to to them. Um, for example, like adding Rachel's vocals. And on the demo, I was playing ba- bass. So Rachel did the bass on those tracks um, on, on the album, on all of the tracks on the album. And so, yeah, it was minor. But for sure, I mean, the... The mixing and the mastering did come out different, and I like both. You know, some people say it's a huge um, uh, improvement on on the albums, like mastering and mixing. I like both versions, but the tracks itself, there's not too much difference aside from uh, we dropped one track from the demo, and we added some vocals on Rachel's part. And we added, like, the intro for the album, you know. Um, We added that for sure that we didn't have before on Grave Soul to add to that song, to what that song is about, you know. Do you already have some other songs in the can uh, waiting the follow-up album? Uh, Well, I, I do have two songs in the works, like two and a half. Um, that we're, I just introduced that, well, one of them I had introduced them to the girls while we were recording. So I had already started one while we were recording and I just recently started another one last week. Um, but as far as releases go, we do have a split that we're going to release in probably a month. We're going to be releasing that with Black Knife from Kentucky. So I know those guys. A, yeah. That's for my yeah, home you know here. Yeah. Dude, Josh is fucking tight. Oh, he's yeah, really cool man. Guy. Yeah, he's fucking, he's a really cool guy, and he handles the band really well, and they get down. I fucking love, like, that black metal punk fucking rock and roll yeah. vibe that they have. I'm all about that shit. So we're, we're excited. We're going to have a split with them on a 7-inch. Um, we have one track. They have two. Um, I kind of fucking went, like, oh, I just wish we could have been able to add another track on there, but... You know, we were on a time crunch, so we just threw on one track. But that will be released in a month um, on Husk. I think on Husk Records. That's the name of his record company. Um, but, yeah, that'll be out soon. So, As far as other promotions for the album, do you all have any plans or thoughts about doing a video, either live, concept, or lyric? Lyric, yeah, we've we've been playing with ideas on lyric. Um, we just haven't executed on that, or you know, put that into play. But we we did want to do like one or two music, like whether it was an actual music video or a lyric video. We just wanted to at least release like two of them. But I don't know. We haven't planned it that much. Well, yeah, I'm fat right now, so I can't do anything. <laughs> can't do anything like that. <laughs> We've got plenty of killer tracks off that album. Twelve tracks. There's plenty of songs to consider for that. I'm, I'd be excited to see that. Before we start to wrap up, let's do a few quick hitters, and you guys can answer these together or separately. First, if Ritual Moon could go on tour right now, like a big tour worldwide, what band would you most want to tour with? Oh fuck. 
Oh, one that I just really fucking quickly thought of was um, Pestilence or Aspix, the, the death metal band. Yes. I fucking love that. Uh, Witch Haven, I would fucking love to be yeah, on a fucking be, tour with them. Yeah. I don't know I if the band Cruel Force is even oh, Cruel active Force. right yeah, now, I but do. I would want Cruel Force. Cruel Force, yeah. That's another good one right there. And if you were had an opportunity for touring outside the U.S., what nation would you most want to perform in? Japan. That's for Japan? me. Japan. I want to go to Japan. Dude, I can't pick. I want Japan. I love Japan. Man, they've <laughs> yeah, got some metal ha- They've got some huge metal fans there. Yeah, they got diehards yeah. over there, and they appreciate like anything. Like they don't reject nothing. I freaking love Japan. That's where I want to go. I think for me, Belgium. But Japan sounds fucking awesome, too. Corpse paint, yes or no? Not corpse paint, but maybe some makeup, some dark makeup. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No white, maybe just black. (laughs) I think I know the answer to this based on the background noise, but dogs or cats? (laughs) Dogs, dogs for sure. Um, Mars, I'm a dog person for life. Dogs, yeah. And finally... What happens after we die? We fucking rot in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very metal answer. We're rotting as we breathe. <laughs> I love it. That's 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 so metal. <laughs> so now that Ritual Moon One has been released, and understanding with COVID, you can't really know. Difficult to plan for the future, but what are your plans for the the coming year? What are you all thinking you want to accomplish in the coming year after the release? Uh, I definitely want to do more uh, like live uh, in studio videos of us playing. You know, like maybe take a track off the album and then just have like a bunch of cameras set up and just play live. That's kind of what I want to do. Of course, shows. I miss shows, so we, I want to get more of those in there. Yeah, as soon as it becomes safe, you know, but uh, I want to do more writing for sure. Um, I want to pump out as much as I can for the rest of the year, Um, which, you know, I'm not trying to make myself sound like a fucking machine, but I do just want to fucking hunker down on, on writing and perfecting the shit we already have and getting ready for shows for when, for when they are fucking good to go, we're ready, you know. We're ready to fucking execute that shit, and we have a good plan, and and we know what the fuck we're doing, and and we're just solid, you know. That's what I want to fucking do. While we want to hunker down, I I don't think I've ever fucking used that word. I've never heard, but let's say hunker down. (laughs) What the fuck is this coffee, bitch? (laughs) We want to hunker down. Sum it up. We want to hunker down. (laughs) That's a hell of a plan. I love it. I don't think I've ever, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for real though, that's, I just want to solidify our shit. That's what I want to do. So So finally, what is the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise from Ritual Moon, including this new album, Ritual Moon One? Bandcamp, ritualmoon.bandcamp.com. You can purchase it there. You can grab whatever merch we have left. That's the best fucking way, and through that portal, you got to pay through uh, PayPal, so make sure you got that shit set up. Um, and you can stream our stuff on, on Spotify, 
I think it's on iTunes, it's on YouTube. Apple Music. Uh, Apple Music, a bunch of those fucking like outlets. So just punch it in on Google and you'll, you'll find that shit somewhere. And I want to encourage metal fans to do just that. This shit, this album is awesome. You want to talk about raw metal, death metal, black. <laughs> uh, it, this is a great album. And you want to get in on the ground floor with these guys because they are going places. Melon, Mars, thank you so much for joining us today on The Great Metal Debate. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Thanks for Rob. having us. Thank you. Okay. Oh, the charm of